and welcome to How Is That Not A Thing, the podcast where we pitch crazy inventions and decide whether they're real or not. I'm joined today by Nurul Shamir. Hi. Sophie Marquand. Hi. And Freddie's Riddell and special guest Drua. Hello. Hi. Do you want to explain the name thing? <laughs> We've got two Freddies this week, Freddie Riddell Hello. and Freddie Drua. Hi. And they're dating and everything. Don't tell my mum. Oh, Freddy's no filler. <laughs> <laughs> it's the podcast you know and love, except this week I'm the chair rather than taking part. And I'm also going to be keeping score. You can keep score at home too, just to check I've done it right. Right. Who would like to go first? Me. That's a bit keen. I'm going to deduct you one point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, you knew the rules going in, the rule. Minus one to Gryffindor. Right. You can go first, though. What have you got for us this week? So, my invention is called Forever Hummus. <laughs> Wait, I'm sold. It's my favourite James Bond film. Okay. <laughs> can you sing the theme song? Forever Hummus. And the Forever yours. One point to Freddy. Thank you. I once um, took a dip in a swimming pool and a lifeguard said, what's that? Maxi, last time you bought hummus. Only two days ago. Freddie Drew, last time you bought hummus. I'm from Bristol, we don't have that there. Freddie Riddell, <laughs> last time you bought hummus. Uh, three days ago. Sophie Markland, last time you bought hummus. Last week? That didn't go as well as I thought. I do eat a lot of hummus. Our whole company eat hummus pretty much every day. I know, okay, so by asking you all that question, I was hoping to get the very middle class Durham answer of, yes, I bought hummus literally today, it's constantly in my fridge. It is constantly in my fridge, yes. I, I love me some hummus. There yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. We love hummus. So, it's pretty stressful when it runs out. Oh, fuck. Tell that me about stresses it. me out. It does, doesn't it? Because you need to go either make some more hummus or go get some more. I'm going to deduct one point for making me think of an empty fr- fridge empty of hummus. <laughs> okay, Maxie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this. This is like, my mum taught me in school and she was extra mean to me. This is like that. <laughs> Another minus for complaining. <laughs> How many points do you get for comparing your boyfriend to your mum? Whoa. <laughs> hey! It's pretty scary when the hummus runs out, isn't yeah. it? it? I mean, it's awful. I went as disappeared hummus for Halloween. I mean, we've got to a point where it's, it's milk, it's butter, it's bread. It has to be in your fridge. You send the kid out for a loaf of bread no, 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 Johnny, get me some hummus. <laughs> Fucking Johnny, he's always <laughs> neglecting your hummus craving. I thought you were saying that hummus is made of milk, butter and bread, and I was very... I thought Who was this child slave you're sending out now? <laughs> who's Johnny? Wait, your parents didn't make you do things. No, but who's Johnny? I don't know. No, no, we live in the West. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mine did. <laughs> I did, <laughs> I did, but I, I got to buy the Beano, that was my treat. Oh no, from 13 I got sent out for cigarettes and if I got ID'd I got like complained about. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you could have worn something a bit, you know, fancier. Hummus is a new staple for many of us, I think I can say. Yeah, absolutely. But Neural, what is Forever Hummus? Forever Hummus is a modular attachment to your fridge that means you will just always have hummus on hand. I can tell you now, it's not that. <laughs> okay, imagine an ice dispenser. You pour water in, mm-hmm. the fridge makes it into ice for you by freezing it, and you press a button and ice cubes fall out. Oh, so you pour like chickpeas and yeah. lemon juice? You put chickpeas, tahini, lemon juice, and then there's a small compartment for other flavourings that you might like, like garlic powder, paprika, whatever else. And your fridge puts it together for you in within this modular attachment, 
and you have a constant stream of hummus. Do you do you pay for a man to arrive every morning and refill it? Well, or, actually, or do I have to buy the chickpeas? No, no, no. You have to buy the chickpeas. Much like the ice attachment, you have to pour the water and you have to pour the chickpeas in. But to be fair, this is one of you know those really cool Japanese inventions. Like that, you know how in Japan they have cool toilets mm-hmm. with all the bells and whistles. These are modular fridges that they have where you can put all these attachments on them. And best part, yep. the fridge is connected to your phone via Wi-Fi. So you get an update on your phone when you're low on chickpeas and tahini. So if there's a forever hummus, is there also a forever Sprite and like a forever bacon? Like there's loads of different attachments that you attach to the... See, the well, beauty with that is it wouldn't go off really quickly like hummus would. <laughs> well, the thing and it'd be a nightmare to clean as well. If you you can do that, surely you could do it with like yogurt and ice cream. You could just make it make ice cream for you. Yeah. I'm so, so really, the hummus so really, you guys. the cool invention here was the fridge, really not forever hummus. Well, I like hummus. <laughs> <laughs> More than this wondrous Wi-Fi fridge. They say make no. what you know. Wi-Fi fridges are quite popular now because you've got Wi-Fi washing machines too. What? Oh, yeah. Tell me about either of these. Yeah, yeah. What is the? Why do you need that? So it tells you when it's finished doing a what. Um, so, Neural, what you're essentially describing is like a bit of a blender, a bit of a soda stream for specifically hummus that attaches to your fridge. I've got a question. Mm-hmm. How does this alleviate the problem of not having hummus? Because now all I have is... I'm like, I'd more things to buy. You have just more things to buy. No, but because in this sense, what you can do then is you can do a bulk buy from literally like Costco or something of like 100 tins of chickpeas which will stay in your cupboard forever, conceivably. And then you just, like, anytime you're running low, just pop a bit in. I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, hummus is supposed to be consumed within three days of opening. So, I don't know. Maybe... I can imagine this going off quite quick. I can also imagine there being a specific and very overpriced cleaner um, for the, the, like, compartment, the fridge, Mm -hmm. you know, where you just pour it through and it would just clean out all of the residue. The other point is, though, back to your point, Maxie, the only reason you would buy this attachment is if you were going to consume that much hummus in at a time. Like a whole family, God. for example, would but be fine. I eat a lot of hummus, and I can't imagine this in my life. I, I eat a lot of hummus, and I just couldn't get through a compartment of a fridge's worth. It can't be happening all the time, because you'll have to flush it through with hot soapy water once a month. This is what I'm saying, To wash yeah. all the gammy hummus out. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It will be an overpriced cleaning product that will be specifically, it'll be like... Dehumusifier. Com- yeah, hummus compartment. I feel like... They have those for coffee machines. I feel like we're all similarly of a similar mindset here. Um, but can I just put one final um, nail in the coffin, perhaps? Are the Japanese particularly into hummus? I said the fridge was Japanese. Yeah. The attachment is other form Greek. of made. <laughs> Middle Eastern. It's a knockoff Chinese brand. I mean, lovely idea. Let's be honest. It's not real, is it? So, Miguel, uh, do you want to flush this invention through with hot soapy water and then believe that it is true? Is it real? Is it not real? Sophie, do you think it's real? No. No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not real. <laughs> it's mental. Freddie? I'm believing it's true because I want it to be. Controversial. I'm, I'm with Freddie Drewer. It's terrible and not true, but I wish it was. Wait, so it wasn't true? Yeah, it's fake. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Thank God. Arguably one of my worst inventions. Frederica Drewer. 
Yes. Have you got an invention? I for have us? got an invention. Okay, so with Brexit um, and you know the economy and everything else happening, I think people are focusing on these fears and not on the real danger that pervades this country, which I find to be bear attacks. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, the invention I've got is um, a bear is bearproof armor. <laughs> there are British bears. No, no. <laughs> oh. But if but if, <laughs> if you were like in the Kamchatka region or something. Sorry, sorry. It's, it's like what? it's very eastern Russia, like. The what? Sorry, say it again. Kamchatka. What? It's a place in Russia. What? It's got bears. Okay, but with climate change, what if our climate? They're becomes... wandering ever south. Do Be- you think they would yeah. swim over from Greenland? Yeah, I think in the event that because of climate change, um, yeah, bears and immigrant bears because of Brexit not able to get here. Uh, free them of pass. Do you think they're also a Chinese hoax? Yeah, I think they're made up by the Chinese to get rid of our bear industry. Because there are no bears native to England, that's lulled everyone into a false sense of security. So when bear attacks do happen, <laughs> you're going to be caught out unless you're wearing bear armour. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe the bear armour already exists and it's those clown costumes. <laughs> <laughs> those are actually all bears. This is so meta and topical. <laughs> this will date terribly. So, Freddie, what is bear armour? Yeah. What do you have to do? We've to established that bears are clearly an issue. We've established okay. that there is a, a problem I to think, be solved. Yeah. Right, so, essentially, I can't remember the guy's name, but um, he got attacked by a bear and... As a result, he's a millionaire. He's now gone bankrupt from developing bear armor. So um, it's not successful. Uh, well, but yeah, it's not really being widely bought. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's this big metal suit of armor, uh, and it can withstand being hit by a truck, bullets. It's fireproof. Sorry, and... what he's invented is armor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, wait. But no. this is the the best armor ever. Sounds right. It. You, you hit he's, by a truck, like huge blunt force trauma, oh. you're fine. But he's selling it on the bear attack capability? <laughs> Even better. He's Okay, this isn't what it's called, but he's made this thing that's basically called like fire juice. Or it's like, no, it's, I think it's fire glue. And it's it's made to like help the armor stick together. And I think it's like fireproof or something. Like it's amazing. And the American military want to buy it off him, as do loads of other people, because they're like, this could really help us. And he refuses to sell it to them. No, yes. there's too many bears. We gotta fight the bears. Like, he's like, no, it's not the purpose it was made. It was made to ward off bear attacks. Is this Tony Stark but obsessed with bears? Yeah. <laughs> if if to- this is bear and man. Tony Stark gets captured by a load of bears, put into a forest, and he has to oh, make bear armor to escape. And the bear armor actually, like he got, so he nearly got killed by a bear. But he's now a bear enthusiast, and he says the real purpose of the armor is to like not scare the bears off, so you can like understand them better and get closer to them in their habitat. Oh, that's kind oh, of beautiful. That's quite sweet. Mm. Also, so I take it that this armor is not really for like just casual. It's not a concealed carry. It's not something that you just have on every day in case of bear attacks. It's when you know you're in bear country. I mean, like, it depends how you want to use it. I think that's up to the consumer. That is true. <laughs> Have you seen that film? Is it The Bear Whisperer? Or There's or there's it. a film where a guy goes out into the wilderness in, like, Canada, I think, and he observes bears and he lives very close to them. In the end, I don't think it's a spoiler, this is quite an old film, he, uh, but it's, it's a documentary, it's real. Oh, it turns out he's Bear grills. No, he dies. Oh. Well, he's killed by a he's bear. He's killed by a bear. Ironic. But he does, like, live very close to them and, like, almost play with them at points and, like, Aww. get close. I don't know. So this would allow him to not get killed, but also get close to the bears. And withstand a bullet. 
and get hit by a truck as well if yeah. he's just stumbling across intersections or something. Do you think he's considered? So presumably you can't, you can barely move in this because. <laughs> oh, well, hey. it wasn't even deliberate. Let's keep doing puns. Presumably you can barely move, or if you did, it would do a grisly number on your joints. Hey. Um, I think he'd grin and bear it. Hey. <laughs> this. This bear arm is, is, is a necessity. Yay! <laughs> worst of the lot. Yeah. Well. Um, presumably you can barely move. What, have you, has he thought about just putting up a cage around himself? I then he could, could, like a shark cage. Yeah, like a shark cage, but in the forest. No, no, because I saw a video the other day of a shark jumping into a shark cage. They don't have open tops. I just saw a video. <laughs> Can't must be that. You must can't be really, even though you move slowly, you can walk. Whereas if you're in a cage, you're just sort of in right. a fucking cage. You, you don't get dropped in a cage in the middle of the forest and be like, come pick me up in three no, days no, no. after the bears like, are done. Like, you walk slowly, but you can walk in this armor. And I think, it, I think it's like lighter than you'd expect. Oh. Mm. I'm worried that in a couple of years, our whole country is going to be taken over by people in bear armor. Like, it <laughs> just sounds result. like they're un- it's an unstoppable force. <laughs> can you imagine Sophie Markland in bear armor? I think we should ask... Teddy at home, whether he thinks it's real or not. Teddy, have you got a set of bear armour? Would you like one? Do you need one? Either way, is it real? I think it is real. I think like a lot of people have a lot more money than they should and surprising advances can be made in glue technology when the fear of bears is what's pushing you forward. I believe in it. I believe in the eccentric millionaire slash billionaire doing something really dumb. Yes. I I think some aspects may be true. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for that. I agree with Noel. I think you it's it's a sort of minor or like less well developed concept that you've elaborated on and you've created yeah. something that's much, much better and that they should have invented but it's not actually as you described it. I'm not convinced by the uh taking the impact of a truck thing. <laughs> or the fact that this bloke has invented this armour and he, he's so good at armour making, he's he can it can just deal with anything. Does the truck have to be being driven by a bear? Or can a man truck be stopped as well? <laughs> it's just a force even, field. Even bear. if you fly a plane in but the plane's being driven by a bear, it will not damage you. Do you know what? I know this is meant as a suit for a man. But all I can imagine is a bear in armour. <laughs> oh, like, like in Northern Lights. Woo! <laughs> Freddy Drewer, is it real? It's real and all the details are real. No. Yeah, it's real. You're joking. What? Including, um, I can't remember his name. I was trying to get it up on my phone. Um, also, I can't remember the, like, some of the names of the details are incorrect because I haven't got, like, it might not be fire glue, but yeah, he's mental. <laughs> oh my God. What? The suit looks a bit like a cross between the Iron Man outfit with the Big Hero 6 um, outfit. Sick! So cool. That's yeah. really cool. Let's get it? <laughs> it's completely true. I Sometimes we get so caught up in the weird things we make up for this show mm. that I, we forget that there's really strange stuff out there that is real. Yeah. This I'll give you a bonus point just for bear armour being a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Riddell, what have you got for us? Hello. We've all seen 101 Dalmatians. We have. The film, the live action film, or the animated film? The animated film. Have you seen the live action film? Yeah, it's charming in some ways, but saccharine and disgusting in others. Cool. 
Is that Glenn Close? No, it's Freddie Riddell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've all seen 101 Dalmatians. We're all familiar with the style icon that is Cruella de Vil. <laughs> yeah? She, I mean, yes, yes. She's coat. Rem- she's memorable. She is Glamour's wooden woman of the year. The cigarette holder I've always found very fabulous. Neural, I'm glad you bring the cigarette holder up. So it's quite rainy in London, as we know. You're wandering around trying to snatch puppies and rip off their skin to make high haute couture clothing with. And you're smoking your lovely cigarette at the end of a cigarette holder. But the rain keeps putting the cigarette out. Introducing the cigarette holder umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) This is so unnecessary. It's, It's a special cigarette holder with a little umbrella on the top that stop one one stops the rain going into your cigarette and two stops all the smoke backdrafting up into your eyes i'm imagining this is like it's bloody handy isn't it right a um sort of more durable cocktail on and i was thinking that too mm. that somehow using a small attachment which i can actually imagine as well like a kind of clip type thing um you attach to the end of the cigarette holder thereby creating a shade over the cigarette itself. But then you look very unglam. You look ridiculous. You look like the men that play golf with the umbrella hats. Oh, you would. <laughs> no, I think practicality is the most stylish thing of all. Do you it's know? not. Nothing no. says fashion like pragmatism. No. No. When have you ever Incorrect. Thought? All of this and less. <laughs> Velvet shoes are really in right now. Super impractical. Velvet shoes with little umbrellas over the toes so the fabric doesn't get wet. You can't, you can't just keep coming up with stuff with umbrellas repurposing on. your umbrella. This was actually an invention I had a while back, a couple of episodes back. Do you remember the shoe cellophane? Oh, yeah! Yep. I know what's happened here. What's happened here, Max? We were talking about umbrellas as we went to the shops this earlier today, and Josh was talking about how you can get this umbrella that folds inside out, and we're like, oh, umbrellas, umbrellas, umbrellas. Ooh, cigarette umbrellas. You guys spend too much time together. Is that what happened? No. <laughs> okay, okay, who, who invented this? Yeah. Like, um, so I'm not sure. What The source I found for it is a picture from like roughly the 1920s, like when cigarette holders were in. Uh, it's quite blurry, so I don't oh. know if it's a special cigarette holder that has an umbrella or if it is an attachment. All I've seen is the very stylish picture of a bloke with... I'll be honest, he's not very Cruella de Vil. He's quite rotund. <laughs> I've changed my mind. The moment you said 1920s, I'm convinced. Remember the <laughs> mental shit that they got up to in the past. Storage yeah. would be quite difficult. As in, obviously it's small because it's a cigarette holder, but also probably quite, I don't know, delicate? I think they built things sturdier in the 1920s. Built to Like last. women, the economy. The 1920s, the biggest depression of ever. <laughs> Planes. Also no. The Wright brothers. Yeah. Amelia Earhart. She was a sturdy woman, bringing me back to point number one. <laughs> they never found her. <laughs> it's because she, she was so sturdy, she sank right to the bottom of the ocean. Oh. Yeah, I think it's it's practical, it's stylish, it it's everything you want in invention and more. Perhaps a, a modern variation, vapes, got, have got quite high voltage in as I understand, put a little umbrella over your vape and now you've got no worry about short-circuiting. What? Mm. Why would you not just have an, an umbrella? And then not only is your cigarette dry, but you're dry. 
As a smoker, it's really hard to multitask that. I think it's quite easy to smoke with one hand. Yeah, you've only got two hands. No, but like, what if you want to use your hand for something that's not umbrella holding? And also, you need to light it too. So you do want you want to be wet, basically. Well, yeah. Like, you don't want to be wet, but it's easier to be wet and have a dry cigarette than it is to be dry and also try and light a cigarette while holding the umbrella over your shoulder like an um, like a phone. You should get good at smoking without having to use your hands. You're not addicted to umbrellas. <laughs> That's a very good so point. So you're always going to bring your cigarette holder because, like, if you don't get it, you're going to go insane. But you're not going to necessarily bring an umbrella because you're forgetful. I wish I was addicted to umbrellas because then I would have remembered one this morning and wouldn't have got caught in the rain. That would be such an annoying addiction, though. Can you imagine? My strange addiction. <laughs> I just fucking love umbrellas. <laughs> I, can't, I rob them. They're my children. I think it'd be more of an OCD thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Was this a luxury thing? Yeah, cigarette holders are a luxury item. I didn't know about the 1920s. Poor people can't afford an extra little dangle just to smoke with. Well, they have pipes. Yeah, but pipes are cheap. Right, I've seen the floor in my own logic there. The bloke that I saw in the picture smoking it, he did not look like a luxury guy, but I can't imagine that you're selling something so... Look, I'll be the first to admit, it's a little... It's basically like the, uh, like the, the, the Apple Watch of its day. So it's a little far-fetched, but it probably exists. Yeah. Okay. Um, Secretary Clinton, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to the podcast. What do you think? You know a lot about the economy, but do you know if this is a thing? Sophie, is it a thing? Yeah, why not? It's the 1920s. (laughs) It was a different time. (laughs) I think why not it's the 1920s was the ethos of the 1920s. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) A a wry observation. Well (laughs) Well done, you. I'm going to say no. Just because, I don't know. Yeah, no, never mind, no. <laughs> I don't buy it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can, I can literally see the picture in my mind, having not even seen it before. Like, I can really see this black and white image. I this, can as well. It's yeah, weird, it's it? quite visceral in my mind. No. Yeah, is it real? It is real! <laughs> yeah! Yeah. Um, I will get my researcher to show you the image. Thank you. Freddie, can you find it? Well, I'll bring you now to your f- to our final invention. Mm. Sophie Marquand, what have you got for us? Well, so this is a bit self-referential, but, you know, oh well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what my invention is, or rather what the thing is that I am going to try and pitch to you, is also a podcast. Ooh. Now, I don't know if you're aware, that, but there's a school of thought in which people believe that what you say consciously forwards is actually backwards what you're trying subconsciously to say. So, for example, if you were saying... It could be completely unrelated as well. So the uh, example I was reading about online when I was uh, learning about this podcast was... um, For example, you're just talking to your friends and they've just served you a cup of coffee or in a cafe or whatever, and you're talking to them about whatever, and then actually if you recorded what you just said and then played it backwards, you would hear something along the lines of, oh, this coffee sucks, because that's what you're subconsciously thinking as you drink the disgusting coffee. But you're not saying that because that's not what you're talking about, but that's what you're subconsciously thinking. So what this podcast is is it's a group of people, I'm not sure quite how many, and I don't know if it's like 
are on rotation or whether the guests are on rotation but what uh, what they do is they just have a conversation about sort of arbitrary mundane things and then they uh broadcast that podcast played backwards and if you can understand what's being said then you can understand what they're really thinking but most of the time you can't understand what's being said because it's just people talking backwards so so they <laughs> chat for half an hour an hour and then make it unintelligible yes but sometimes <laughs> sometimes and it's probably coincidental entirely coincidental sometimes you do get sentences which you can understand but most of the time you can't do you remember Spy Kids 1? Floops, Floogies. And they would sing backwards and just sound like... Floop is a madman, help us, save us. Floop is a madman, help us, save us. Yes. Yeah. Backwards. You know what? When we put this on the podcast, play that backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the... <laughs> at one point, Julie says, Skadang, which is thanks backwards. <laughs> Very important part of the film. Sophie, we've been doing this podcast for 53 episodes and that is far and away the dumbest idea I ever had. <laughs> I have to agree with Freddie. It's not my idea. My God, though, that could be real. The internet is just that sickeningly obtuse of a place. You know that thought experiment of you get infinite numbers of monkeys and they'll give them infinite numbers of typewriters and, and eventually Brian eventually... Cox will tell you about the universe. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure that's what the podcast industry is. Just infinite numbers of stupid people coming up with stupid podcasts, like just weird permutations of ideas like this. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Which if you're is... listening, what's wrong with you? There is a precedent though, isn't there? Because there was that like while where people were actually suing rock groups for having satanic messages yes, yes, backwards. Yeah, yeah. And it was like eventually decided to be complete and utter bollocks and people were just hearing things but like you people would like genuinely get copies of dark side of the moon and put it on your record player and then wind it backwards by hand and go oh no but look if you like play it at this point you can clearly hear mark knopfler crying <laughs> a lot of people thought if you played metal backwards you could hear the devil yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. messages from and the, the beatles and everything and it's, like... it's a long established school of thought that there are sort of subconscious messages coming through reverse speech like that's not debated at all that's something that that definitely is something that people think but these people have decided to take it to the next level and believe that they can somehow put across their subconscious thoughts by simply having a conversation and then playing it backwards on the internet you've got to be really determined to listen to like 40 minutes and understand like 20 words out of that whole 40 minutes maybe we're just not we haven't tapped into it and maybe we just don't get it and actually there are people who can understand the entire thing and and there's some really interesting stuff being put out there you know maybe all the people that we deem to be mad are actually just genii talking the wrong way yeah exactly (laughs) so i've just recorded what you just said freddie Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna now play it back this is via Snapchat. Eventually decided to be complete and utter bollocks and people were just hearing things. I got a lot of the time in there. He definitely oh said a lot of the time! Oh, oh, my, oh, god. My, god. oh my god! That's terrible! Right, that was just three words that meant nothing. That's just a contextualising phrase. Okay, I'm complete... I believe this now. I feel spoopy. What the fuck? I'm not okay right now. Sophie, you brought the devil into this room. No, no, don't say things like 
that. Oh, sorry, Neural's a, a spooky I child. Huh. Well, it sounds like Neural's convinced by that freaky message from the dark, dark depths don't of say, our own minds. Don't say things like that. <laughs> I believe it's a thing. I believe someone's made that podcast, and I believe you can hear quite a few words in it. And do you know how I know that? Because we've literally just done it, and it worked. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Like, I think automatic- and it worked 100% of the time we tried it. It did. I think automatic writing's a thing. I think Uja boards actually... Uja. Uja. Ouija? I'm... Where's the W, Noel? I think Uja boards um, are a thing. I think they're all really interesting little examples of psychology. I believe it's a real podcast. Hmm. I but the devil we've... isn't real. I think we've approached this with the exact kind of scientific rigour that the Mythbusters have. <laughs> so, obviously, it's a real thing. Myth busted. <laughs> well, that proves it's a real thing. That proves there might be some merit to the concept. No, it's obviously real. Is the real. podcast real? It's obviously real. Wait, record me saying something, play it backwards, and I will try and repeat it backwards, and then we'll reverse the backwards and make it go forwards. No, try it, it's fun. Chris... Is it a real thing? I think I almost got Chris. <laughs> Did not sound like anything. Uh, <laughs> well, Sophie, is it a real podcast? So, I'm not actually sure. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> So. That's I, not I, how this game works. No, as in, like, far of my, as far as my research has revealed, there isn't an ongoing series of podcasts where where a group of people meet and play themselves backwards. I don't think that's the case, but there are. There like, has been an episode or something. Yeah, or there are just little things where people are like, "Oh, look how we can prove this," and then there are sound bites on the internet. And oh, but, no, but not a podcast. But it's not, uh, yeah, as far as I know, so no, no, it doesn't exist. No. Maybe we should make it exist. Maybe we should. Well, guys, thank you very much for playing. Thank you, special guest. The scores on the doors are, in last place, is Neural with minus one and a half points. I'd like to dispute that. You can't. <laughs> uh, second last... <laughs> second last is our special guest, Freddie Drewer. Uh... Second place, a runner-up is Sophie Marquand. You've literally in... put all the women last. <laughs> yeah, the natural order. <laughs> and then coming up, top is, is the man. Is... <laughs> I'd like to thank the patriarchy. I'd like to thank my engineering-based education. Um, I'd the like to thank. Up. I'd like to thank all the people who don't talk over me because they know their place. Um, I'd like to thank the devil. And him. He's been looking out for men everywhere for thousands of years. Join us next week when we discuss. Projectorize. A house that's too big. I can't believe it's not lettuce. Fake skirting boards. Yep. Thank you very much for playing. <laughs> See you next time. Bye!